3: And welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan Without actually being in Japan I'm your host Chris Broad, we joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast Mr. Pete
1: Dawson Himself Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good The, the big news from my uh, life this morning Is that I've just seen a video of a um, man Who I think works in the Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra And he's uh, a guy called Felix Kleiser, wow. And he um, plays the French horn with his feet Okay, that's quite cool. <laughs> cool yeah. <laughs> thats pretty cool. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I not like. yeah, yeah. However good you think that looks, it looks even better than that. Incredible. Wow. I guess, like, with um, those instruments, there is three... But just the dexterity of your feet... I mean, he wasn't born with any hands, so he's obviously learned to adapt, but good God, it's like... Yeah. And you must... Because if, if you use your feet to do something like that, you must have to have the most amount of... Uh, Of like um, uh, pedicures, like you must have to keep your feet in tip top (laughs) shape because everyone's looking at it. Everyone's, and he's got some lovely feet. If I was a feet guy, I'd very much be like Felix (laughs) Kleiser's got some lovely feet. Um, But yeah, incredible! What a what a what a guy! Incredible. Bring him on the podcast. That'd
3: be a great intro. (laughs) Good God well, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty musical today Last right. night we had an option on Netflix It was either watch the documentary about the man that killed everyone for no reason Or watch <laughs> the Wham documentary We chose Wham <laughs> I, I overrode Sharla's decision making there I was like no yeah. I want to learn about George learn Michael and Andrew Ridgely
1: That but was I great bet she, was I lovely. bet she enjoyed it because it I saw a bit of that And the thing that surprised me was like Andrew Ridgie was just like I know you made a lot of money out of Wham But people can be very competitive And he just sort of went You know what He's well good, is George Michael. So just, like, like, just let him get on with it, I suppose. Let him have, it- let him have his solo career. I'm not going to hold him back.
3: Well, I've always wondered that about Wham. You know, growing up, Wham mm. were a big part of growing up in the '90s. That you right. know, even though they were in the '80s, they were still being played everywhere, day and right. night. And uh, I remember their music fondly. Not so, f- not so much a fan of "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." Can't <laughs> stand that song. Everything else is right. But like, if you watch any of their music videos, um, it's just George Michael singing. Yeah. And Andrew Ridgeley stands there and sort of moves around, and he <laughs> like he, he often pretends to play guitar, like air guitar, or air guitar, or <laughs> uh, he yeah. you know he just dances, and yeah. it's kind of like what does he do? What's he? What's he doing? But in the documentary, it sort of cleared that up. It cleared up that Wham was sort of his brainchild. Mm. George was quite a shy kid, um, and he sort of wanted to be Andrew Ridgely, and he mm. sort of took and stole bits of Andrew's persona and created this character of George Michael. Um, I can't for the life of me remember George Michael's full, complete, real Greek name. I think it's yeah. Georgi- Yorgos. Um But uh, yeah, George Michael's basically a character he created um, to hide the fact that he was gay. And it's a really interesting story how they went from like, these two... Muppets from North London to becoming like the biggest pop band of the mid '80s—really um, inspiring stuff. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. it was good mm. shit. It was yeah, really nice. Way nicer than watching the man that killed everyone for no reason for the seventh time this week. Like, I'm just so done with crime documentaries. You know, I know they're good to watch and it's quite fascinating, but it's just so depressing. It's like there's so many stories going on in the world. Do we have to watch the one about the man who wanted to just do something awful with a knife? and it's just mm. <laughs> I, I, Why is Shana obsessed with them? Why do I have to sit and watch them? Why can't
1: we well, just watch Wham? The big, More the big, Wham. Uh, the big one that just came out was um, uh, here, I think, is the Lucy Blackman um, yes. Uh, documentary. Yes, and that was... Yeah, that was the one.
3: That was the one <laughs>
1: that, was the that one. we had to choose between. I I well, know I mean, story well. I I the story well. Yeah, Well, I mean, I guess it's because that th- th- that book is obviously um, a horrific read. But uh, his other stuff. I think I think last last holiday I sort of read read that one and, and a couple of. I recommended it to you. If and, I, recall. Yeah. His, yeah. I think his other book was um, traveling through. Oh, was it? Not in Thailand. Was it, it was somewhere else? But it was like where the um, where there was a massive civil war going on. Um, but uh, yeah, absolutely fascinating story and, and just fascinating to see. I, I, again, I've not watched it. I probably won't watch it to be honest. But the f- the opening trailer involves the dad, who was obviously criticised at the time for being a little more into just hanging out in Japan and getting pissed kind of guy, mm. which is interesting. But uh, uh, so I imagine he'll be he'll be front and centre in the documentary as as he has been through the whole thing. But yeah, awful, awful story, awful situation. And uh, it's yeah,
3: I can see why yeah, it's yeah, an
1: incredible it book.
3: I mean, I will get around to watching it. I do want to watch it. um, But the book is fascinating and um, horrific, obviously, Mm. but incredibly well written. It's called Mm. uh, The People Who Eat Darkness by Richard Lloyd Parry. And he also did Mm. another good book on uh, ghosts of the tsunami. Talked about before the Okawa Elementary School. They got um, annihilated by the tsunami. And due Mm. to a series of blunders, even though they were literally next to a mountain and they could have... Saved all the students. They didn't, and they took them across a bridge. The bridge got yeah. swept away, and ninety-five percent of the, the school were killed tragically. Um, but yeah, so I, I know Lucy Blackman's story well, and I probably should watch the documentary. I will get round to it, but like, you know, it's 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 a very it's be a very dark topic, and um, mm. you know, I don't it's going to, I just it was let's just watch Wham. That's why <laughs> that's why I said last night. I was like, I, I'm not not ready for that. Um, but uh, yeah, if you guys have watched it, let us know talking about Lucy Blackman uh, documentary, let us know what you thought on it. Um, but there is some good news this week as sure. well. As our, as good we news. sort of prefaced we ended the last episode with some big news, um, yeah. Pete is going to dye his hair. No,
1: better than that. <laughs> <we're>... He's dying. <laughs> and the I mean, are coming through, It is out, <laughs> to be honest. Terrible, we... terrible time for this project to start. i tell you what, I look like a piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> so we, for many years...
3: Everyone has always said, why isn't the Abroad in Japan podcast on YouTube? And there's a mm. few reasons. Number one, I kind of like doing the podcast in a way that I can relax. I yeah. can sit there mm. and eat food and drink mm. things and relax and do the podcast anywhere in the world. But, yeah, and yet, people want to see us. I don't know why it. people want to see it. I want to see Pete. I do see Pete every week, and he sees me, <laughs> and it, the time has come to... Go on YouTube, and actually, we're going to film every single podcast going forward, so you can not only hear us speaking and telling our awful stories, but you can see us doing it as well. Yeah. Pete, and his amazing, and he's decorated recently. I've decorated, he's it recently, cool, yeah, his <laughs> cool studio slash shed. It uh, looks pretty good. <laughs> you can see him in there. You can see me in my multi-billion dollar studio.
1: It's not It's not a <laughs> too, fair contrast. Very, yeah, two very <laughs> different vibes, I tell you what. But hey, at least my place is at the end of my garden. That's all I'm saying. It's not. You've got to have a little stroll before you can get to your studio. <laughs> I do, I do.
3: And I'm actually in the new studio now, guys, as well. Um, mm. So that will be the first episode, actually. It'll be kind of cool. I can show you guys... The studio, um, yeah, bits and p- bits and pieces of it. It's uh, it's twice the size of the old one. Um, it it feels really weird. It's like being an alternate reality because it looks on the surface it looks like the old one in the ramen shop area, right? But then yeah. the uh, the back end where the the projector was with the Blade Runner scene is now an electronic shop that looks really cool. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to do this. I was a little bit reluctant at first to uh, take the podcast onto YouTube because
1: i you know i don't know it's quite a scary daunting
3: thing it's it's um, i think
1: i think I think when you're looking to um grow an audience for a podcast like YouTube is a place where you kind of have to be these days um you and do. yeah for, for the longest time i think we were all kind of reluctant to to to, to make the move i think but uh, mm. because we thought that you know people would just watch it on YouTube and not bother listening to the, the the podcast which is a much more intimate and and very much the definite article it's the place where you know what that's why we're doing the show it's it's an audio first podcast but um to get people uh, who haven't um considered listening to the show uh, in um this is very much a move that we we're, we're kind of making on on a few of other, other our podcasts we've been uh, messing around with um, mm. YouTube on uh, WrestleMe, for example, the wrestling podcast. period. We, we had our first 100K um, video. Uh, wow! Took, took a well couple done. of months to do it, but, um, but it's a, it, it was a big milestone for us. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully the Abroadjapan <laughs> podcast will be slightly more <laughs> successful. Uh, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, we well, really look forward to, 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 to bashing it up there, and we've got some really good people working on it. So, yeah, join us over on mm. YouTube uh, very, very soon indeed. Next week, in fact it's going to the channel's
3: going to be originally called Broad in japan podcast yeah, there's a whole it's new channel coming stuff. out for it it's the real deal um mm. yeah really excited to to crack on with it um Although I'm going to have to make more effort for my appearance. I mean, for most of these podcasts, it looks like I've just like crawled out of a bin bag. Yeah. And now I've got to look a little bit better than
1: that. Well, well you've kind of you've kind of got no excuse, Chris, because you have um, <laughs> found yourself a situation where you record the show in the evening. It's like six o'clock now uh, in the evening, true, and true. I am recording very much in the morning, uh, where e. the cross feet, the dark rings around the eyes, very much live. Uh, this, is, this, is, <laughs> this is this is me, um, and, and also I've changed the camera to a position in my studio where Elevated. Um, my, my hairline has never looked worse, so uh, I forgot that I used to have my camera on the left-hand side, and my hair sort of falls in a slightly more preferable way, uh, but now I'm on the right-hand side again, it's, I've just realised that this... It sort of seems to go back a little bit. That's where a cow slick is. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm just saying goodbye to Sarah, giving kisses out the window. Bye! Um, she's off, off to Bournemouth. But, uh, yeah, wow. so I, I'm, I'm, I'm a wreck, and I'm not going to come out well from this, but uh, hopefully Chris will. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just... I'm kind of, like, looking forward to using the studio more. Like
3: Yeah. I feel like... This is a good read. I mean, I've j- just spent like a billion dollars moving the studio, and mm. it's kind of nice to know that we're going to have two videos a week, which is crazy, um, in the studio, right? Yeah. And hopefully, tiding people over till the Broad Japan videos come out as well. Yeah, well, there's a lot coming out in August between the Mount Fuji video and the book. And while this podcast is out now today, the Broad Japan book's just come out. It's released. Holy mo- it's out now. And do you know what? <sighs> well, Damn it! I don't know how. I don't know how this works, but. Everyone in Germany's just got their book now. Already, we're we're, fil- oh, well, we're they- filming, recording a few days early, and like a week before the release of the book on August third, <laughs> everyone in Germany's just sent me a photo going, "I have the book. I have just the like, book." No, you what? It's <laughs> supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that's awesome. But good for them. Good yeah, for them. Good stuff. Germany's well one done. week ahead in time. Yeah. The people yeah. of Germany <laughs> live one week in the future. <laughs> um, but well done, um, and thank you to everyone that's bought the book. I, I really hope that the only goal I have is to become a Sunday Times bestseller. Mm. So I can turn up to every conversation and be like, Sunday Times bestseller, Chris Broad. How you doing? A oh, Sunday right. Times bestseller.
1: You like books, do you? <laughs> like yeah. books, do you?
3: Well, it's, it's way better than YouTuber, isn't it? Right now, if I walk up, and like, I'm a YouTuber. Yeah. And people are like, no,
1: get out. That's nothing. That's nothing. But if nice. I can now
3: be like Sunday Time best-selling YouTuber <laughs> Mr. Affable, when do at you find last, out? When do you find out what your sales? Is it months later, or is it just? It's literally uh, one week after. I right. think it should know in a week or so. Um, they're telling me that it's looking good. Yeah, but the way it works is it basically just looks at the the, uh, the best-selling books that week. Mm. So I really hope. J.K. Rowling or Agatha Christie or Charles Dickens aren't releasing anything this week. The only three authors I know, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, as long as they don't release a book this week, I should be good. Mm. But, uh, yeah, if, just, just don't do it. I hope there's no Stuff. other authors this week. But I'll let you know. But, yes, guys, keep an eye out. Next week will be on the YouTube and I've never been on a YouTube video before, so it's quite scary. But should be fun. Mm-hmm. We've got a story this week from Thomas, who says, Hello, Chris and Pete. One Sunday, after a lengthy night out, my friend and I were strolling around a residential area in Osaka, looking for a cafe, which we finally found. In there was only an elderly man wearing an 80s-style Japan training suit. Like a Ooh. track suit, basically. We didn't really bother um, until our eyes fell on a picture on the wall showing him together... With the emperor, oh my god. Mm. Curiosity prevailed, and across the language barrier, we found out that he was the chairman of the Japanese Boxing Association. And the picture did show him when one of his boxers, uh, Ryota Murata, returned from the London Olympics with the gold medal. This gave, uh, this gave them a reception at the Emperor's Palace. Following Japanese tradition, he gave me his business card uh, for which we waited 25 minutes as the English version uh, <laughs> had to be driven across Osaka by car by one of his students. And we even took pictures. Ever since then... I've had the card in my wallet. It was a token for a nice story to tell. I always made the joke that this even might serve as a get-out-of-jail card, at least in Osaka. Mm. Fast forward three years to August 2018. I'm again on a business trip in Nagoya, and we're in a bar with Japanese business partners. The telly in the bar is showing the news, and suddenly a familiar face comes up. It's the boxing official from Osaka. I show the people the business card I have in my wallet and everybody confirms, yes, that is the guy. So what brought him on national TV? Well, it turns out that he was involved in fraud. Oh, God. Oh, dear. And even had ties to the Yakuza, forcing him to step <laughs> down from his duties. Oh, dear. Bottom line, at least he knows a nice cafe where he can spend his time and I can rest assured that his business cards had rather brought me closer to jail and further away from it. Uh, have you ever come across some of the shadier personalities during your time in Japan? Best regards from Germany. Thomas, who met the yakuza, in it, yeah. In he met, like
1: not not only that he was worry worryingly um, uh, has the potential to be violent as well. <laughs> Just big old That's boxing crazy. boys, yeah. I mean, I, I guess like, but that game has always been slightly shady. I think boxing around the world, the promoters and, and people who've kind of worked in that sphere, mm. um, I think with the best one in the world, people understand that uh, there's quite a lot of quite a lot of that going on i think yes. in the in the under, underbelly of it all and and you'll say like we're, even um you know my game uh, professional wrestling um having like uh having like people um get involved and uh it, you know uh, like companies getting involved in, in that game they've always got ties to to to, to, to the yakuza and also um mu- music as well entertainment anything entertaining seems to kind of attract the the yakuza members it's not just real estate fraud it's also um, people who uh, <laughs> people who want to entertain as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm. just a photo. There's a photo that Thomas has
3: posted of uh, mm. of the guy. This is the good thing about having YouTube videos, scene. we can show the pictures. And the guy does look like a, a sort of Yakuza character out of a movie, with his big tracksuit and his cool sunglasses. Like people in Japan don't wear sunglasses that much. Mm. It's often like a giveaway. Uh, wear sunglasses, you're the Yakuza. I mean, that's not... Don't take that face value, that sentence, because uh, huh. I'd be a bit awkward. But, like, yeah, I, I do find the who love their sunglasses. They do look very mm. cool. He does look quite intimidating. We want to meet him in a dark bar. Uh, what's going on, Japan, this week, though, Mr. Donaldson? Fill us in on the news.
1: Oh, Give us some happy news. I have some happy news. Well, the uh, world is burning not happy. The world is burning. Uh, The world is burning, and uh, basically we are in a situation where um, people have never been hotter. Uh, But don't worry, Japan Mm. has come up with a way of fixing this uh, by producing proper mad jackets for people who work outside. Um, Basically, the jacket that everybody wants in Japan this summer is um, a big kind of bomber jacket with two electric fans installed around mm. the lower back obviously uh, the rising temperatures have meant that, that japan's incredibly hot and sticky and sweaty and stuff uh, but the japanese um well a former sony engineer hiroshi chigaya um it, it invented this amazing uh, jacket and he said that he found inspiration for it when he traveled through southeast asia in 1988 after uh, taking early retirement and and he basically realized that um Instead of having air conditioning systems that get installed in in buildings, why not install them in the little jacket and uh, the mm. accessories and power tools? Maker Makita uh, released their first jacket in 2015. Uh, very very popular indeed. Uh, but the extreme temperatures have meant that the, the the popularity of these fan jackets are just going up and up and up. And uh, yeah, they're they're, they're um they're, they're I think they're in the top 100 products sold in Japan. These very very Jeez. cool jackets. I, I, there is a little bit. Bit of a worry of like that you know as we go forward when it comes to making things better for people they just seem to add lithium-ion batteries into the (laughs) mix and they just sort of go we'll just add more batteries and just make it make things better by just uh, producing more e-waste to get found on landfills later on in its life dig up dig up the Atacama Desert give me that
3: lithium I mean (laughs) do you know what this is called in Japanese do you know what they call this device Oh no I don't. Called the fan fan jacketo. fan jacketor jacket-o. nice okay jacket it's kind of like that a took K. a long
1: time to, uh, to figure out
3: <laughs> <laughs> fan jacketor this is good stuff though I mean I feel yeah. so bad uh, where I live um, there's like a shop and somebody uh, somebody like works on the car park with one of those like luminescent sticks waving people in and out. And in the dead air heat, 2pm two, 2 in the afternoon, sun bearing down, you just think, oh my God, this is the toughest job in the world. But they have the fan jacket and you can watch the the jacket. It's quite surreal. It, it puffs yeah. up, obviously, because you initiate the fan yeah. and the jacket kind of goes whoop and gets really big. <laughs> and it's like you're walking around in like a fucking tent. Um, but the jacket circulates the air, it cools you down and um, you need that. Yeah. Like, I know it's hot in the UK at the moment, but it's nothing compared to Japan and it's you know unforgivably humid temperatures. You do need that. Um, it does look a bit clunky and a bit like, well, shit to put it bluntly. But <laughs> it gets the job done right. And last year we had mm. that device, the Sony air conditioning unit, the personal air conditioning unit, which I bought um, and I was going to put it in a video, but it was crap, so right. I didn't. Um, Is that the one around the you, neck? The the kind of like yeah, two you, fans
1: around the neck here.
3: You kind of, you put it around your neck and it goes down the b- your back basically a little bit. Right. And then right. it puffs down the cold air down your yeah. back. I didn't, it, it did kind of work, but then it fell off my necklace and it fell on the floor right. and then it ended rather swiftly. And the magic of personal air conditioning didn't mm. reach the, uh, it's, it's zenith. It was all over the floor. I think I broke <laughs> it. But anyway, this is, this is a, a, a cool innovation, um, literally cool very cool uh, and I'm I think yeah, they really need it they really need it here yeah. I just can't believe how they make people stand out in the heat doing these most mundane unnecessary jobs especially construction workers they take the brunt of this and these are the guys that I mean the guys that built the abroad Japan studio that I sit in right now I watch them talk like toil away in the afternoon Sun and a few of them wore these jackets Mm. The fans were puffing away as they walked up and down the stairs and whatnot. And uh, yeah, without them, I would have feared for their health given mm. the temperatures. So yeah, cool invention, Innov- innovative, but I don't think it would take off in the UK because it looks really clunky and weird. It's mm. got that sort of like retro eighties tech vibe to it, right? That feels like it shouldn't, it shouldn't work, but it does. But only in Japan. <laughs> you
1: know, what I, I, mean? I just think, I, if, I just think it's I mean? kind of like, I mean, if you're if you're already really hot. Putting a jacket on just to cool it down again. It just seems like counterintuitive a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does.
3: But it's cool, it's cool. You've got to check it out. Uh, We're we'll back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.
2: You can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This show is
1: sponsored by BetterHelp.
3: The Fax Machine. What have we got from our listeners this week, Mr. Dolson? Fill us in.
1: We got a message from Evan from Bermuda. Dear courageous Chris and proud Pete, Eve, Evan from uh, Evan, Evan from uh, Bermuda. Here, my girlfriend and I are planning on taking a cruise around Japan next year with a couple of friends of ours. Is the cruise industry big in Japan? Do many tourists take these cruise lines? Do you also think that this is the best way of seeing a lot of Japan in a short period of time? Finally, uh, can you recommend any nice coastal seaside times in Japan uh, worth visiting? Love the podcast and keep the good work, Evan from Bermuda. I mean, I guess Evan being from Bermuda, kind of like just loves hanging out. In the sea, on splashy, the sea, splashy. around the sea, splashy, splashy. Um, I mean, surely these c- towns would have to kind of be able to accommodate these massive cruise liners. Kobe, from memory, would probably be do that. Mm. The marinas down there is absolutely huge. I think if you come in Japan for a short period
3: of time, right, taking a cruise is the worst way to see Japan because you're physically placed in the sea. Mm. You can't see Japan. Yeah. You'll be in the sea. The sea... Mm. It could be anywhere. The only North, place North I would Japan. say... Well, it does. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, no. The only no. time I've, I've taken a boat in Japan is to go to an island like Sado, Sadojima, Sado Island. Right. Or um, when Connor and I took the boat from Hokkaido to Sendai, which mm. was shit. It was awful. <laughs> got seasick. It was not fun. <laughs> um, he enjoyed it. But uh, honestly... Don't come to Japan for the seaside. There's some nice mm. places like Enoshima, Kamakura, Okinawa, the islands of mm. Okinawa. If you really want to go and see the sea, do it there. Probably the mm. best sea on Earth. It's so transparent and beautiful. You swim with the turtles. You'll have a while of a time. Mm. Just be careful to wear a bodysuit, as we heard last week. Yeah. Don't wear a tight bodysuit if you need the loo. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd say, honestly, yeah, I, I, I think if when it comes to Tokyo, the, uh, the sea... Go and look at Enoshima. Go and look at Kamakura. That's your best bet. Uh, we've got one here from Mike from Newfoundland, Canada. He says, hi, Chris and Pete. Oh. I've never heard you guys talk much about golfing. It's my understanding that Japan has some of the most scenic and beautiful golf courses in the world. Do either of you have any experiences for golfing in Japan? Regards, Mike. Unfortunately, Mike, I've never gone golfing once in Japan. I do no. know there's some fantastic golf courses, especially around Mount Fuji. It'd be really cool to... Do a, bit, do a round of golf with the yeah. summit of Mount Fuji peering overhead. Other than that, that is my knowledge of golf. Well- that's people it. sort
1: of seem to really know um the gear here. Like there's just a lot of shops that sell golf stuff. Just a lot of people who seem to know what they're doing when it comes to gear. I don't know how good they are at golf uh, like me. Yeah. Um I've never like you I've never um, really swung a golf uh, club in anger. Uh the, the the we sort of um live quite close to like a, a very informal golf uh, golf place and mm. um wandering around like I do I do sort of look at it and sort of go I should really learn to at least just swing a club, just just in anger, to 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 figure out how to do it. I do fancy the the lifestyle because you do just go to Portugal for a couple of weeks, and just just drink and <laughs> and play golf. It sounds like my kind of vibe, to be honest. That'll be me <laughs> in forty years' time. Yeah, it
3: sounds good to me. But I, I, you know, I don't mind golf. I just never really. It's no. just not my cup of tea. It's. Just, I think I'll be doing it in forty years when I can barely move. Until then, I'll. Do, I, I, I can't think of any other exercise I do right now, but I, I sometimes exercise. <laughs> sometimes I Fiji, there you go. That, that's the yeah. exercise. We've got one from Aaron from Brisbane. He says, hello, Big Dog Chris and Tribal Chief Pete. We're going to be in Sapporo on Christmas Day this year. Oh, lucky. And although we know it's absolutely not going to be worth the effort, we're toying with the idea of ordering a traditional Japanese Christmas meal from KFC. I know you need to order these months in advance, So is it difficult to place an order for one from outside Japan before we arrive? Thanks, guys. Aaron from Brisbane. Unfortunately, Aaron, yeah, you do have to order it quite a bit ahead of time. Like, I know the first... that I've only done it twice, Mm. and I did it at least two or three weeks before Christmas. I think it was like a month before, and it already sold out. So... But you might be able to rock into KFC on Christmas Day and snag, like, a a box of something. I think you can do it without pre-ordering. You just won't get, like, the ultra disappointing set. You won't get like the ultra christmas KFC set. You'll get something that the middle of the road KFC christmas menu. I don't know actually. Yeah, I I think you might have to order it. Mm. But maybe just, I mean, just don't don't have KFC. Uh, go go somewhere <laughs> good. Know,
1: can That's you not my do advice. It in, can you not do it in um, can you do it online because I I find that like it just seems to be everything you need to book in Japan is you've got to go to a Seven Eleven, and you've got to use one of those bloody machines which obviously you, you can't do. do remotely it's very annoying yeah I think you have to order the
3: KFC in person I, I, I'm pretty right. sure
1: yeah you do I
3: think I really think you do um, right. honestly just, if you're in Sapporo go to Pete Donaldson and my favourite restaurant go to Humbei the 1950s yeah. Showa style <laughs> place in our Sapporo video where Pete Donaldson ate <laughs> a takoyaki filled with molten wasabi <laughs> and obliterated his mouth go there it's way, it's so cool <laughs> I love that Hanbeye it's spelled H-A-N-B-E-Y I think mm. that's the best way to look it up or I, I can't mm. remember Hanbeye though 1950s place love it go there that's better than KFC way more memorable mm. just be careful when eating the wasabi takoyaki um, oh. it doesn't it doesn't end well no but no. Uh, certainly, yeah. certainly not the other end of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go and see Pete Dawson's face uh, in that video to find <laughs> out. But this is the last episode, guys, uh, of the podcast that is just yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Um, going forward, video, innit? It's I better video time. get in it's shape. It's time. It's,
2: it's
1: more <laughs> time. Remember Marvin time? I better
3: get in shape. I've got one week to get fit and <laughs> cut my safe. hair and get a share and, I, you know, I've got to, yeah. I've got to raise the game. This is going to yeah. be insane. Can't,
1: can't fix my hairline though, that's the thing. It's always been like this, Get but, it's just, Get but it's just, you, when, you, when you're when doing all these shows, all you can see is your big face, and you're like, God, your face, honestly. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm glad it was never anything to, 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 to look at in the first place, but imagine being handsome oh. and losing your looks. That must be gutting, absolutely gutting. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> oh. But until
3: oh. then, guys, do check out the uh, Broad Japan podcast on YouTube. I'll push it out over... Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I'll sing it far and wide, so you mm. should probably hear about it. But, uh, mm. yeah, I guess we'll see you there, in the face. It's going to be involved. weird. to it. We'll see, see you soon. Trippy. Until <laughs> then, guys, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into a Braun Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week in person, first time ever, um, and have yourself, until then, a good few days. Pick up a copy of the book. Let's be a bestseller. Yeah,
1: Let's bestseller. Be a
3: bestseller, Let's be think a bestseller. about that. Bestseller, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> Kicking off the first episode being <laughs> a Sunday Times bestseller. It's not going to happen. Well, never said. I'm that. excited. Until I'm then, guys, for this to happen, I want this to happen, Chris. I am pumped as well, but not as pumped as <laughs> I am to show you the studio. in, guys. E- See you then. Have a good one.
0: Bye bye.
2: Broad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
0: Hold up.